The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Today we are going to be looking at angels. Everybody say angels. If you have a pen, please, you want to bring it out and, and because... We will be taking down a whole lot of information, all stuffed into um, these few minutes we have left. Praise the name of the Lord. There was a man who was sleeping in his house one day. And before he knew it, he was surrounded by the enemies, the chariots of an horses and armies. And he had a protege. A servant, someone that was understanding him, that woke up early in the morning and this servant went out to perhaps fetch water. And when he went out, he saw the chariot of the enemy round about the house of his master. And the, 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 the protege, the, the servant, ran to the master and said to the master, Alas, what shall we do? We are in trouble. We are surrounded by the army of the enemies. And the master got up and said to him, Don't be afraid, because they that are for us are more than they that are against us. Now, and the boy is like, Oh God, what are you saying? For us, we are only two. Against us, there are tens of thousands. Did you shark something before you sleep, slept last night? They that are for us among that day that are against us. And Elijah, Elisha said and prayed, Lord, open the eyes of the young man. And God opened his eyes and he saw that the mountains were filled with chariots of fire, angels. I would say angels. Angels are the army of God that are not visible. God is raising for himself a, an, an, an army of believers. But the angels, they are a host that is invincible. And they are actively involved in our lives. Every day they are actively involved in the battles we face. Every day. Praise the name of the Lord. When David was facing Goliath, Goliath came and, and, and said to David, you, you want to come against me with, am I a dog? And David says, yes, you're a dog. Your father's father is a dog. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says they were, begin, they were abusing themselves, they were cursing themselves. And Goliath cursed David with his own God. And David cursed Goliath. And David said, the God of whose armies you have defied. He was talking about not only the army of Israel, but because he's also known as the Lord of hosts. Praise the name of the Lord. Which hosts are we talking about? The hosts of heavens, the host of angels. I must say angels. angels. The host of angels. And which is why, I mean, if you read that scripture, when David engaged his sling and 
fired it at Goliath. At a high speed, high velocity, not speed, because it has its direction. And hit Goliath on the forehead. Now, if something hits someone on the forehead like that, how should Goliath fall? Like this, right? But if you read the Bible, the Bible says Goliath fell face down. What happened? An angel. The good news for you and I today is that they are on your side. Praise the name of the Lord. Say to your neighbor, they are on your side. They are on your side. They are on your side. We usually would love to start with the supremacy of Jesus. But I think we'll skip that. Because of, if you really understand the workings of angels, they, they are there at the command and bidding of Jesus. So we'll, we'll pick up on that um, next week. So we have angels assigned to us. Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Matthew 18, 10. The Bible says that beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven, their angels are always in the presence of the heavenly father. So every child has at least an angel that is assigned to them. So if you love children... What does that mean? You'll be keeping companies with many more angels than you know. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. That is one. Of course, when we begin to sin and all that, this is not directly in the Bible, but I can figure how some people lose their angels because when they rebel against God and, you know, and we kick against God and, and all that stuff, of course, There can be some form of withdrawal. But you see, when we come back to God, I believe that the same way God restores his presence, which is the most important thing to us, the angels follow suit. In Psalm 91, verses 9 to 12, Psalm 91, verses 9, 10, 11 and 12. The Bible says that if you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, it says no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. It says for he, God, will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so that you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Now, Believe it or not, when I'm working and I hit my leg, now this may sound very funny, but, and I trip. I said, where are the angels? Now, some of you say, oh, come on, you mean you can't just trip? But that's what the Bible says. The Bible says that the angels are supposed to make sure I don't trip. And when you want to interpret scripture, you, you, you start by literal interpretation. What does it literally say first? Before you go to contextual and all the seven levels of interpretations, what does it say first? Praise the name of the Lord. 
So, angels are assigned to us. And who are they? Number one, angels, of course we know their spirits and all that. Number one, angels are worshippers. Everybody say worshippers. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 6. And then when he presented his honored son, talking about Jesus to the world, he said, let all the angels of God do what? Worship him. All the angels of God worship who? Jesus. See what I mean by the supremacy of Jesus is, is, is intertwined <laughs> in this. All the angels of God worship Jesus. All the angels of God worship Jesus. There's no other one person that has lived on earth that the angels of God worship. Only Jesus, which means he's God. Praise the name of the Lord. Revelation chapter 5, verse 11, verses 11 and 12. Revelation 5, 11 and 12. It says, Then I looked again, and I heard the voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and of the living beings and the elders, and they sang in a mighty chorus, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, slaughtered, to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. So angels are worshippers. Are worshippers. Where there is worship, the activity of angels increases. Praise the name of the Lord. Number two, angels are warriors. They are warriors. Second Kings 19.35, Second Kings 19.35, the word of God says, That night the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. One angel. How many soldiers did they kill? 185,000. In one night. They are warriors. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 7, it says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels, Michael, an archangel, fought against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels, that is Satan and his angels, fought back. But if you go on, and Michael and his angels prevailed. Praise the name of the Lord. So, angels are worshippers. They are warriors. Number three, angels are messengers. They are messengers. Everybody say messengers. They are messengers. He says, when, Judges chapter 6 verse 12, Judges chapter 6 verse 12, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. He said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So the angel brought a message to Gideon. The angel, a messenger. In Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, verse 30. To 31. The word of God says, But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, 
you have found favor with God and you will be, and you will be with a ch- with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. You are to give him the name Jesus. Theologians have told, have tried to classify that there are, there are three departments in, in heaven and in that three departments you have angels in those departments. Well, that there's a department of errands, the messengers, and Gabriel is the archangel in charge. There are scriptures to, to uh, support that, but we are not really going to go to all that. And there's the department of, of, of warfare, and Michael is the archangel in charge of that. There are scriptures to support that, you know. And there's a department of worship, and the archangel that was in charge of that was who? Lucifer. And Lucifer of course, has been cast out of heaven, is now known as Satan, the one that is troubling the world, causing people to be dying of famine, causing bomb blasts everywhere. It's just Satan. Praise the name of the Lord. And there is vacancy in that role. So God, there's no, if you follow that theology, there's no archangel in charge of worship. And God is saying that, look, you know what? I want my own children to be to anchor this thing called worship. So we have the honor to come before God in worship and God accepts our worship. And Satan is jealous. Why do you think he attacks choir members a lot? He makes them do funny things. But not in God's baby house. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. The devil is a liar. Say amen. <laughs> Angels, we've seen who they are. What do they do? What do they do as in operation wise, you know? Number one, or what, 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 yeah, what to expect, you know? Number one, angels can appear to you. Angels can appear to you physically and spiritually. When they appear physically, it's more terrifying. In Luke chapter 22, verse 43, Luke 22, 43, the Bible says, An angel from heaven appeared, everybody say appeared, appeared to him and strengthened him. Luke 1, 11, Luke 1, 11, the word of God says, While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense, altar. And they can appear, you know, people think that, oh, angels are these um, little babies with, with wings. Have you seen those pictures? <laughs> oh, the devil is a liar. Because that's not, that's, that's, those are not angels. Definitely not. Angels are not babies, though. unborn babies with wings. Angels are spiritual beings. There was a God revealed service that we had. God opened the eyes of a lady. She was really shaking. She was coming into church and she saw two angels at the door. They were, their height was taller than this building. And their hands was on their shield, was on the sword. And she was shaking. 
if you see, if, God, if they appear to you physically, you, you is not babies. So. And it's even not all angels that are winged. Praise the Lord. In fact, some angels appear to people in human form. As human beings, if you look at Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, Hebrews 13, 2, it says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some have done this, have entertained angels without realizing it. Now, if you see an angel that is huge and taller than this building, would, can you entertain such a person without knowing? <laughs> so, the, the angels must have been showing up as human beings. There may be one sitting beside you now. <laughs> now, and I'm not talking about, you know, all this, you know, you know, we have Christianese. Also, you're an angel. I'm not an angel. <laughs> I'm a child of God. <laughs> you know, we, where people are nice, you know, and all that. You know, we go, oh, you are such an angel, or, or, we, or we like them. We are such an angel. They are not angels. But angels can appear as human beings. In fact, God, when Sodom and Gomorrah was having their issues, God came in a human form. And he had three angels in human forms. And they came. And Abraham, Abraham, is Abraham? By then, I, I can't remember. Saw them. I said, stay with me. And entertained them. And when they were going, God says, ah, can I do this thing without telling this guy? Some of us have encountered angels and we don't know. Let me tell you this. This is, this is a common scenario. You are walking down the street. An angel comes to you. And as they need. And saying, and says, oh, I don't know the way, the direction in this estate. Now, if you are a child of God filled with the Holy Spirit, something will move in you. We know that something is tingling. And you answer the person. Then you move one step forward. Now, you are doing a prayer work. The street is lonely. You have, I mean, it's not that it's crowded. You move one step forward. I say, ah, there's something about this person. And you turn back and you can't see the person again. Has it happened to anybody before? Put up your hand. Put up your hand. See? See? That for people. You can't see the person. I'm not talking about you're hallucinating. It's real. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should go about saying, are you an angel? Are you an angel? Are you an angel? <laughs> no. God is saying, just be nice. God is saying to you, just be nice. Just show hospitality. You don't know when you're going to do that to an angel. And when you do that to an angel, guess what will happen? You get the spiritual reward. They appear. Number two, angels can give you direction. Angels can give you direction. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. Matthew 1, 21. The Bible says, and 
an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Ghost. Wow. You're about to get married. You're a child of God, so you're not fornicating. You're not sleeping with the person you want to get married to. Then she comes to you and she says, I'm pregnant. Then while you are still thinking of what to do with her, an angel. That was the angel. Where I come from, they say, Angeli. <laughs> appears to you and say, you know what? That pregnancy, accept it. Because it's of the Holy Ghost. And God is not speaking to anybody here. <laughs> if I say, I went to church, and Father said, I should accept the pregnancy. Okay. No. <laughs> so they can give you direction. In Numbers chapter 22, 21 to 23. Numbers 22, 21 to 23. The Bible says, Balaam got up in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the princes of Moab. But God was angry when he went. And the angel of the Lord stood on the road to oppose him. And Balaam was riding on his donkey. And his two servants were with him. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hands, she turned off the road into a field. So, what do they do? They can appear. Number two, they can give direction. Number three, angels minister to you and I. They serve you and I. Angels serve. They minister. They serve. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14. Hebrews 1 14. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Sent to do what? Serve. They are our servants. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. Matthew 4, 11. The word of God says, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels. I must say angels. Angels came and ministered to him. Came and served him. The word minister is a, is a Greek word, diakonio, which means to be an attendant, just the meaning that is important to you. Don't worry about the Greek word, you know, if you are not interested in it. But the meaning is to be, a, to be an attendant, to wait upon, to minister as to a friend, to serve. Luke twenty-two forty-three: an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him and served him. So, what do they do? Number one, angels can what? Appear to you. Number two, angels can? Give you direction. Number three, they minister and serve you. Number four, angels protect you from danger. 
Angels protect you from danger. Acts chapter 12, chapter 12, 7, 8, and 11. Acts 12, 7, 8, and 11. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared in a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him. Quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist. Today, every chain that is holding you will fall off in Jesus' name. The mighty name of Jesus. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And the angel, the angel told him. Then Peter came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches. So we see that angels can appear. They can. Angels can give and they do and God can send them to give us direction. Angels protect us from danger. Angels minister and serve us. Now, the issues of engaging angels is not something that a lot of us, a lot of believers really understand because there's a, there's a lot of controversy around, you know, whether you should talk to angels, whether, you know, um, um, whether you should command them, whether you should even be interested in them at all, you know, and all that stuff. But I'll just try and, you know, teach from the word of God what's, how we should engage angels. Praise the name of the Lord. <clears throat> Two main things. The first thing is that angels are not to be worshipped. Angels are what? Not to be worshipped. If the Bible says that they are, are ministers, are servants, do you worship your servant? Not likely. Revelations chapter 19, verse 10. Revelations 19, 10. The word of God says in Revelation 19, 10, it says, and this, and at this I fell at his feet. This is John saying he fell at the feet of the angel and worshipped him. But he said to me, do not do it. I am a fellow servant with you, as far as God is concerned, with your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, the angel was saying that the purpose of prophecy is to uphold the headship of Jesus. The, the purpose, the, the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus. She says, don't worship me. Colossians chapter 2, verse 18. Colossians chapter 2, verse 18. It says that don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious and self 
pious self-denial, or the worship of angels, saying they have had visions of these things. That's very popular in this part of the world. <laughs> Their sinful mind has made them proud. Say, no, I saw an angel. So they begin to say, oh, angel Michael, angel, angel Ruel, angel... <laughs> we, we all have experienced those things. I mean, maybe not all. Some of us. And people sing songs of worship to angels. I know a couple. I'm not going to sing them. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that those cannot be the angels of the living God. Because they are definitely demons. Because angels of the living God will not accept your worship. Praise the name of the Lord. The angels of the living God will not accept your worship. You can be blown away. You can be starstruck when you see them or their capabilities. You can be, you can be drawn to your knees in, ad, in adoration, in awe of their might. But they will not accept it. They will redirect you back to Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. <clears throat> Secondly, we can address them. But we are not to pray to them. Oh, pastor, we can address angels. Yes. I've taught you guys, if you can perceive the presence of an angel, how to make the angel appear. I've taught you guys, right? Yeah. You can address them. <laughs> Scripture, simple. Psalm 103, verse 20 and 21. Psalm 103, verse 20 and 21. Bless the Lord, ye his angels. Ah, who was David commanded to bless the Lord? Angels. Angels addressing. That excel in strength, that do his bidding, his commandments, acting to the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts. Ye ministers of East that do his pleasure. David will say to his congregation, Bless ye the Lord, ye congregation of the saints. And he will say to the angels, Bless ye the Lord, ye hosts of heaven. He was addressing them. Psalm 148, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 148, verses 1 and 2. The word of God says, Praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. I know people that take it to an extreme. I say, oh ye angel, go and find my wallet now. Oh ye angel, uh, people say, after all, they are my servants. Oh ye angels, go and... If you understand like David do, that they obey, they only obey God's command. So if what you are saying is not inspired by God, we have no effect. None. Praise the name of the Lord. And we are not to pray to them. Matthew chapter 6, 
verse 9. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. The disciples of Jesus came to Jesus, teach us to pray. As, 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 as John also taught his disciples, teach us how to pray. Jesus said, answered them, after this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father, which as in where? Hallowed be thy name. Jesus did not say when you pray, say our angels. Or say, oh, angel Michael. Oh, angel Gabriel. No. Our Father. Our Father. In his presence, the angels are there to serve. We are standing on holy ground. What makes the ground holy? The presence of. And I know that there are all around. Let us praise. Angel Michael. Jesus now. We are standing in his presence on home. We are standing or sitting. We for you are sitting. Because I don't like lying in the presence of God. You are not standing. On and I know, I know, and I know that there are angels. Oh. Let us praise, let us praise Jesus now. We are standing, we are sitting in his presence. As I bring this teaching to um, a conclusion, the Psalm 91 we read, the key is the presence of God. You see, we are to seek the presence of God. The key is the, is, is the ability or the grace or the, to, to sustain the presence of God. I was speaking to one of my daughters and she was saying that, oh, pastor, when I'm in church, I'm strong spiritually. I have power because of the presence of God. I feel elated. And by the time I get to Monday, I'm still feeling the presence of God. By the time I get to Tuesday, it's dwindling. By Wednesday... has gone. And I fall. I'm struggling with all sorts of temptations. By Thursday, I'm almost backsliding. Really, I mean, we had this discussion a few days ago. And I've had people put pressure on me. Oh, let us start midweek service. Let us start midweek service so that, you know, by the time we are, we are struggling, by the time we get to Monday, we are still bubbling. By Tuesday, we know it's going down. By Wednesday, instead of it finishing, it will come up again. <laughs> <laughs> I said to them that we, we will start midweek services soon. People are excited about it. Okay. <laughs> but the key thing is 
you must learn how to sustain God's presence, how to carry his presence. Yes, it is energized in church and, you know, when fire, you bring all the fires together, it is bigger and all that. But you must learn how to walk with God Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That his presence will be tangible. Psalm 91 says, if you make the Lord your refuge, you make the Lord your what? Ah. I need to unpack that, but there's really no time. But let's just take it as surface value. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, your habitation, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. Why? 11. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up in their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. If you make the Lord your refuge. If you Make the most high your dwelling place, your habitation. Then angels will be deployed in your favor. If you, let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads, make the Lord your refuge.